0: Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay
1: healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Singh. I'm the co-director of the Sports Cardiology Center here at the Cleveland Clinic.
0: And I'm Dr. Emery. I'm also co-director with Dr. Singh.
1: And we're here to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it relates to athletics um, and just general exercising and maintaining your well-being.
0: So there's been a lot of news coverage that's been generated by a lot of statements from experts in the field of sports and cardiology, as well as um, governing bodies such as the American College of Cardiology about exercising in the coronavirus setting. So we want to talk a little bit more about general exercise, the difference between recreational exercise and the competitive athletes, which is where a lot of the guidelines are centered around competitive athletes. And then just exercise in general and and social isolation and, and, and things like that.
1: What kinds of things have you done Dr. Emery with regards to trying to stay active and exercise within the confines of this pandemic?
0: Well, I think what we all saw initially was the gyms all shut down. So that pushed a lot of people outside So it's probably good to be outside. You can socially distance a little easier outside with better air circulation. There wasn't a study, though, suggesting that the six feet distance probably still isn't enough if you're exercising heavily, particularly running or biking. You need a little bit more distance between you and that other person you may be following along outside on the trail. Um, because you're breathing so much heavier and then the wind may blow it right in your direction. So you need to separate a little bit more, probably when you're outside exercising in those environments. But now we've also seen gyms start to open back up and how they've accommodated that. So it's still about maintaining that social distance, probably even more so than wiping everything down. Well, wiping everything down is great, but you can't ignore maintaining some distance between that person uh, next to you or close to you as well.
1: I agree. It's very important to make sure that your face is covered. I think even still, while you know we're starting to notice that maybe some numbers are going down, but if you can wear a mask or wear a gaiter if you're running or if you're biking, that's really important. And I think one of the other key things to address is you know, when you're concerned about ever developing any sort of symptoms, whether they be a fever or a cough or even just noticing maybe some decline in your exercise tolerance. I oftentimes encourage my patients to mention those types of symptoms to me so that we can work together with regards to what we need to do from a cardiac standpoint in um, and, and addressing them and seeing whether or not there is a possibility of COVID infection. I think COVID can be really scary for a lot of us, um, but I don't And I I encourage my patients not to feel like they should be afraid to exercise because of COVID. Exercise is incredibly important to reduce your cardiovascular risk in the long run. COVID, I hope, is more of a short-term thing that we need to deal with, but it definitely does bring a lot of things um, to the forefront with regards to how we can safely exercise to make sure we're not transmitting the virus nor receiving the virus from someone else.
0: Yeah. And if you do have concern of a a viral infection, whether it be COVID or even another viral infection, our our recommendation is really to time, it's time to back off the intensity a little bit and not to exercise so hard while you're having an active viral infection, uh, because it may make the viral infection worse or even attack the heart, which is our biggest concern. With COVID, it becomes a level of, there are a spectrum of presentation to to totally asymptomatic, which we see not infrequently, to floridly hospitalized, super sick patients. And it's the asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic we have to be careful of. Even if you're asymptomatic, it's probably time to back off the exercise. And one, you're going to need to quarantine, right? So it's probably not a good time to be in a gym, uh, even if you feel fine but also to back off the intensity, even if you're practicing in your home by yourself, doing on a trainer or a treadmill or something like that.
1: And how long would you recommend that people back off or stop exercising for?
0: You know, I, I, We don't really know. Um, obviously until your symptoms resolve completely, if you have even just mild symptoms. And if you're asymptomatic, we'd probably stick with the recommended guidelines of at least probably 10 days to two weeks of significantly reducing or completely stopping exercise.
1: Great. And I think you also brought up a good point. You know, there's such a wide spectrum with regards to disease severity, even in people who are otherwise relatively healthy. I know I've definitely come across a couple of articles commenting on um, individuals, athletes, recreational and the like, who've been admitted to intensive care units and have had pretty significant hospital courses, but were otherwise healthy. So again, I think, you know, there is some pause that we should take with regards to what this virus can do from a cardiac standpoint. But it's just really important for patients for um, to be completely upfront with their providers and let them know if they are feeling any symptoms, even if they think that they are minimal. I say it's better to be safe than sorry. You've got a lot of time to exercise. Um, and if you need to take a couple of weeks off just because you're concerned that you may have a virus or you may be around someone who does, now's the time to do it.
0: So, Dr. Singh, how would you recommend, say, a 45-year-old recreational runner who gets a mild case of COVID and treated to the outpatient, how would you recommend they return? Do so you think they need more testing? Do they think they can just go back at it? What, what are your recommendations at this point?
1: Yeah, so 45 falls within that category of being a master's athlete, typically above 35 to 40. So in those individuals, one of the things I worry about is underlying possibly undiagnosed coronary artery disease. And we've already seen some evidence to suggest that there could be a greater risk of cardiovascular morbidity and mortality in people who do have some element of heart disease or high blood pressure or diabetes, those types of risk factors. So even if he's had a mild... Uh, evolution of symptoms and is otherwise doing well, I think I would probably play it safer and obtain a 12-lead electrocardiogram to start do a very comprehensive history taking as well as physical exam. And if there's anything on that electrocardiogram that shows something that um, may be possibly abnormal, I would go ahead and do some additional imaging, such as an echocardiogram, to just get a sense of what his heart structure and function looks like. Now, if he's completely having mild symptoms, his electrocardiogram is completely normal, um, I think then I would feel comfortable saying, you know what, why don't you take two weeks at least off if your symptoms completely resolve within those two weeks, give me a call. We can talk about how you can return to participating in your sport. And as we've mentioned, I think slow and steady always wins the race here. So being mindful that you've already probably had some elements of detraining in even just two weeks, understanding that those symptoms may contribute to it taking a little longer than what it normally would take with perhaps the flu or the common cold for you to get back to where you were. And I think if you have that expectation to start, the patients will come with that and you'll be stronger at the end of that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a valid point. And it's um, been important to remember that if you just took two weeks off, you can't go right back to where you left off. You got to start down low again and build yourself back up because you detrained those two, two weeks. And you're not gonna be at the same level you were before, which may be a little frustrating, but understanding that you're gonna have that frustration probably makes it a little easier as well to handle.
1: And that's a period you could kinda of call your quote-unquote active recovery. All of us at some point need to take a little break, let our muscles recover, get the sleep, and the rest that we need. So you could think of it uh, in that way if you're trying to stay optimistic.
0: Do some mobility.
1: Exactly, strength mobility work, but of course being mindful of, of just not triggering any sort of symptoms. Right. Well, I think that about rounds it up. So I encourage our patients here at the Cleveland Clinic to definitely reach out to either Dr. Emery or myself here at the Sports Cardiology Center if they have any additional questions, if they've experienced any sort of symptoms, or if they'd like to discuss participating in athletics, exercise during this COVID era.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash
1: loveyourheartpodcast.